Yo. Yo. What's happening? What's going on? We in the building. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Bright and early, baby. Hey, did you uh, have a good St. Patrick's Day weekend? (laughs) I mean, I had a good weekend regardless of whether it was. You know what's funny is. uh, Aside from that. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. You know, y'all, it's not not St. Patrick's Day. It wasn't St. Patrick's Day. Typically, most people didn't celebrate uh, this weekend. Chicago, we died a river. Yeah. So, you know, the we celebration will probably be like next week, next weekend. Yeah. But a lot of people went out this weekend. Lots of people went out. Just imagine how many yeah. people going to go out next week. Lord have mercy. I'm yeah. be in the house. Yeah. You know, uh, but before we get into all those uh, fun things, if you could please like rate, subscribe, follow us on all social media platforms. Yeah, buddy. At 77 flavor shot. Uh, literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. We got a lot to talk about this we episode. Do. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and do what we do. Seventy-seven flavors of Chicago, right now. It's Sarah and it's Dario, and we traveled through all of Chicago's seventy-seven community areas. We shared some great stories and took you to our favorite restaurants. But you know what? There's more Chicago history and food to discover. So join us as we connect you. To the greatest city in the world. You know why? Because this is 77 Flavors of Chicago. Yo. 77. We we back in the With building. the remix. Hey. <laughs> it's the remix. Everybody hates that. Uh, yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Yet again. Or Tuesday or Wednesday or, or Tuesday, Thursday. Whatever, or, whatever day, yeah. Right, 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 right. Or right, April. Right. If you're like- <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. If you, if you catch on in June. Yeah, or May. Happy day to you. Happy whatever you're doing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or night. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I wonder if people listen. You can't listen to this podcast at night. Yeah, uh, midnight. Mi- oh, midnight. Well, you can listen to it at midnight. If you're working, I guess. But like to try and wind down, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you can't listen to this shit. Yes, you can. Why? Because we much. too turn. Yeah, it's we too, too turn. No, this is no. Nah, you can listen to y'all because I have like I have like my podcast I listen to when I'm cleaning. I have my podcast that I listen to when yeah, we not I'm walking, and there's podcasts I listen to in the morning to get me up and like going. I literally don't even listen to music anymore. Are we a during the day podcast, y'all? I think so. I think we're like, if you're a morning person, you might enjoy this in the morning. If you're not a morning person, this might be your post lunch pickup. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your commute home, mm. so you don't fall asleep on the train. <laughs> uh, but I hey. don't think this is a wind down. Yeah, this, yeah, we too loud. I'm too loud. I mean, we too ridiculous. One of us is too loud, and it's Why, not you me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all don't do that. I mean, people people recognize us outside That's because true. of your laugh. That's like true. people will hear you laugh and be like, "Hey, you're Dario from Seventy-Seven. You know what I mean? I'm glad people say I got a good laugh and not you a have, cackle. You have a wonderful laugh, not a cackle. You have a, you have a, well, oh, that was not, horrendous. Yeah, not that yeah, was right. Terrible. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> you do have an infectious laugh. Hey, I would know, say. You know, trying to spread this you're happy just a great joy. Guy, you know, go talk that talk. <laughs> talk that talk. Are you gonna give me a coin? <laughs> I mean, I could have, I could have wrote this script. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't even want it. Yeah, why not? I take I take it all back. It's a good ass coin. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. How was your week? It was fantastic. What did you do? Went to uh, uh like I don't know. I wasn't with you every fucking second of the day. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about it though. Yo, this was a busy. It was very week. busy. Very busy. <laughs> I got to pull up our calendar to remember what we did because yeah. what we I don't even remember what that's we a, did. That's actually a good call. My memory starts on Wednesday, but I don't remember what we did before that. Yeah, yeah. You had a photo shoot, right? Uh, we had a couple of recording sessions. Mm-hmm. We had a videography session. Yeah. 
Damn, we did a lot. We did a lot this week. I got my lashes done. I got my hair cut. Right. I got my nails done. Right. This is every 10 weeks, okay? Yeah. I have a wonderful weekend where all of those things fall on the same weekend. It's costly. <laughs> I feel like you've been doing it all week, though. I know. I mean, every week. I know, but it, no, not every week. feel like it. I get my lashes done every, every other two week. weeks. Mm-hmm. I get my hair cut once every 10 weeks, and I get my nails done every three weeks. And that's where your and haircut, that haircut ain't every other two weeks. It's literally weeks. every 10 no. weeks. No. No. Li- I literally, it's a standing appointment. It's every 10 weeks. Is it? I Damn. get a hair trim, yeah. I feel like you be. And then every three months, I get a gloss. <laughs> okay. What's the gloss? It's it's just because, um, do you remember last year when I had, like, green hair and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, they had... To, they, Part of they had to bleach my hair to put the green in it, mm-hmm. so uh, now they dyed it back to my natural hair color. But some of that is still there, so they have to like add a little bit of a gloss over it to make every sure time. It not, I just said at once every oh. three months. <laughs> you don't be listening to shit. No, I say. no. You know what? Damn, <laughs> damn. Okay, my bad. I, I, I don't know. I must. You cut your hair like once every two weeks. Yeah, that's what brothers do. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I used to be every week. And you go to a fancy. Fancy barber because our haircuts cost the same. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to my barber Chris, man. Hey, <laughs> Chris, Chris a real one, boy. Yeah. He, he be having your boy ready for TV, ready for events. I swear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a shout I out like, to my boy. I like how he does your your beard. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah. Chris, 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 know what time it is, man. Yeah. You know. So what you did know. you what did you do this week? Hey, look, y'all. Let's just get to it, man. We went to the opening, not opening. But we went to the uh, preview preview of the new Guinness Open Gate Brewery that is opening in West Loop. Yeah, uh, over on Kinsey. And we didn't even experience two percent of what's about to happen. Yeah, right. Because the space is about to be large. Yeah, because because it, it wasn't really open. It was just it like kind of give you a taste right, of right. what's to come. You know, what you, I mean? you had like little stations yeah. that will eventually be like rooms. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like you had your uh, merch site like location which will eventually be an actual store mm-hmm. as you walk into the space um they had obviously like their bar all that stuff they have a bakery and a uh, yeah. coffee station that will actually be a cafe you can go in and get tap uh coffee with mixed with beer if you choose to yeah there i did not um, the one i had didn't have any alcohol in it it was yeah. like the um uh, the nitro cold brew was delicious. Yeah, and um, they also have food, yeah. and we tasted some of that food. I mean, they they gave us an experience of a little bit of everything. They gave us the story of it. There was a VR thing that walked you through what the space is going to look like. That's why we kind of like know that we didn't experience the full thing because mm-hmm. we know that the space is going to be much bigger. Mm-hmm. But it's it was really cool. And then we like our whole weekend was Guinness. It was literally everywhere we went, we saw Guinness. Matter of fact, since we only not sponsored. Y'all just not sponsored, but oh, yeah, but no this sponsored. is part of the free stuff that we got. Uh, so I'm a I'm a crack Ooh, that open. Okay, yeah, you hear you hear you know. Look now, wow, you spoke all over the ASMR. somewhere. No, no, nobody heard <laughs> shit because you were saying you hear it. Damn, my bad. Mm. So you should always add a trigger warning before you do anything <laughs> that is too like aud- audibly. You think that's too much? Well, maybe not. But some people are really sensitive to like sounds of Damn. drinking and chewing and stuff like that. Some people hate that's, it. I personally enjoy yeah. the ASMR stuff. It's stingly, but some people don't like it at all. Some people don't like it, y'all. What I just did was I opened up a Guinness non-alcoholic drought. Um, it uh, contains less than 0.5 percent alcohol. I don't understand it. It says non-alcoholic. But less than half percent. Less than half percent. <laughs> is it non-alcoholic or is it zero proof? Or I don't, I don't know. I it don't says know non-alcoholic. About, oh, okay. Non-alcoholic contains less than half percent of alcohol by mm. volume. Mm. So 
you know. So is it now alcoholic or is it? I don't know. I don't ask <laughs> questions. What does it taste like? It, it tastes like beer. Like, oh, honestly, wow. it tastes good. I mean, it tastes, if anybody had Guinness out there, you, you know what Guinness is about, yeah. right? Um, it tastes like that. Yeah. And here's the crazy part. And I told you this. I told you this when we were at the event. Uh, I wasn't a big Guinness drinker. Right. You know, I wasn't. I was Miller Lite. I was, of course, I was like the the cheap shit. The, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The water. Although I did really like Heineken's. I I liked Heineken's. Yeah. That's and, the that's the beer in Jordan. Yeah. Heineken. Oh, everybody love j- loves Heineken. Amstel Light though too. Yeah. Amstel too. Yeah. So I I love I loved Heineken, but I never gave Guinness a fair shake. You know what I mean? I must mm. have had the wrong one. But I, we was at this event. I was putting back every one. It tastes so good. So also, it tastes better when it's free. You know what I'm right, talking right, about? Right, 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 right. And cold and shit. Uh, <laughs> but here's the difference, though. Chicago is a brewery. So, right. you know, it's going to have about, they, I think they said anywhere between 9 to 12, maybe more, different types of uh, drafts yeah. uh, and at one expanding. time. And expanding. And expanding. That's yeah. the whole thing about it is that, like, yeah. you dream it, you dream it, you brew it. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're uh, ever expanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was part fun. of our weekend. We had a great time. Um, but then, but then, but then nothing. Actually, where I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then what? My brain just... <laughs> But what I was I, I was trying to transition uh-huh. uh, to the contest that we told oh, you yeah, about yeah. last week. Um, we are giving away two Vienna beef uh, seventy five dollar vouchers seventy five dollar vouchers yeah. to two lucky winners. Yeah. Uh, and it's too late uh, if you are hearing this now. The <laughs> we're about to announce who it is. So uh, we did this the old fashioned way. We actually I know there's like automated generators, but this was more fun. We cut up people's names yeah. on pieces of paper and yeah. and we go we go get the camera out so that you can see that we are doing this actually live. Okay, actually live. Are you yeah, yeah. are you doing your camera? I do my camera. Okay, I do my camera. Uh, just so people see, know that we ain't cheating, man. Look, yeah. here's the All thing. Right. Here, hold on. Here we go. Okay. So ready? Here's, here's our little jar of names. There's We're going to shake, shake, shake. I'm going to pull out a name, and then Jari's going to pull out a name. There you go. Hold on. Do, do we have a drum roll button on here? I don't think I have a oh, drum roll button. All right. Here we go. All right. Go you ahead. can insert and post. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's Winner the first number one? number one is Angelica Lucy Flores. Hey. Hold on. Yeah. Congratulations, Angelica. You are the uh, proud owner of $75 of Vienna Beef product. Hey, okay, my turn. Here, turn. switch. Yeah, here, switch. Grab that. There you go. All right, now let me do it. Shout out Angelica winning. All right, here we go. Let me let me give a good shake right here. She said. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Uh, here we go. Okay. Got it. I got it here, right here. You see? We see. All right. Well, they don't see. I see. Uh, the second winner is Anthony... Martorino, hey. Martorina, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Here, yeah. yeah. hey, con- hey, congratulations to uh, both of you. All oh, the A names, yeah, uh, the A names won. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. This is we're going to um, just we'll just DM you. Yeah, we'll DM you because uh, one was Facebook, one was uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. which is fair. I like that. Yeah, the random. We, you know, we, and, and yes, we did check both. So <laughs> yeah, buddy. we did check both. Um, but yeah, we'll reach out to you, yeah. and uh, you know, via the message right there, there's a code for you uh, that you can uh, that you can get. We can text you, we can send you the code, or if you want that um, physical physical piece, we Too can late. send. We, we, Tough we, shit. We, I'm not about to. Bring we took it a to picture nobody. and ripped it up. No, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> not. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not delivering that to anyone. No, no, no. Mail. Pony Express, baby. Or what? Pony, <laughs> Pony Express. <laughs> uh, damn. Well, Sarah said, fuck no. you. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, hey, we'll have more contests. That was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. That was, I like that. Yeah, that thank you, Vienna Beef. Yeah, you know, thank you. Vienna here, Beef. I hear with the. <laughs> With the slinging hot dogs. You know, slinging wieners. Slinging <laughs> lizzies. Yeah, actually, shout out to uh, Vienna Beef, you know, for, for helping yeah. us participate yeah. in that. All right, let's get fun. into this episode. It's like 17 minutes later. 12, to be exact. Okay. But let's get it. Uh, right. <laughs> let's get what, it. What did you win by, by saying that? No, no. No, no. I was just wondering. Why didn't you let me just have that? <laughs> 12, <Why'd you? laughs> What's funny is I just looked at it, too, so because mm-hmm. I knew we had to move mm-hmm. this shit along. Right. Well. We don't want those 15-second skips, do we? Shit. <laughs> this is 15 minutes. That would be me. I'd be like, skip, skip. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> oh, God, I don't care about your life. Damn Just it. get to the fucking content. I didn't win. Fuck you. I'm never listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's more opportunities to win. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, all right, let's get into this episode. This is a really fun one. Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. I learned a lot yeah. on this one, honestly. First one. Um, so it's going to be structured a little different. Usually we do history first and then food. But today's episode is about... The history of food in Chicago. And more specifically, this is going to be, it's going to be a series. So we are not going to cover the entire history today in one episode. Mm -hmm. This is, think of it as uh, part one. Um, And it's really just about the, we we spoke to two people. You're going to hear about from them in a little bit. But um, the first one is Professor Howard Rosing uh, at DePaul. He, um, he, he'll, he'll tell you a little bit about his research. But, I mean, he is the expert on the origins of uh, certain foods in Chicago. He talks a lot about uh, urban, or what is it, food justice or urban planning and and food and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of really fancy big words that your girl just doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a wonderful conversation, and we learned so much. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, at DePaul University, and I direct uh, this center, the Stain Center, Mm -hmm. which is a community engagement center for the institution, for the university. Um, But I also teach and do research with students, mainly on food Mm -hmm. in 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 Chicago and um, in a couple of other places as well, Mm -hmm. Um, and increasingly beyond Chicago. and um, I've also done a lot of archival and um, historical research mm-hmm. on Chicago and its food system. So I'm happy to tell you whatever you would like to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> the to which I know, because yeah. um, I didn't do it alone. And it's also with um, my co-author, Daniel Block, mm-hmm. at Chicago mm-hmm. State University. So let, let's talk about the chapter mm-hmm. you just mentioned. Uh, you, you were talking about a chapter that talks about um, the, yeah. uh, the effect of... Industry and immigrants and... Mm-hmm. and sure. Well, in thinking about Chicago and food, um, it goes back to the very beginning um, of the city itself um, and even pre-Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book um, that we put together, Daniel Block and I, uh, begins really with an understanding of Chicago as a food city, but kind of quickly moves into um, sort of the indigenous groups that inhabited this space mm-hmm. until 1833, 
um, and the kinds of foods that they produced and distributed and consumed. Um, and really the, um, the indigenous practices mm -hmm. lie at the foundation of Chicago as a food city, really. Um, especially grains. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but also some things that perhaps we've lost touch with um, in addition to our many prairies that became grain-producing farms right. <laughs> yeah. right. and are still today. Yeah. Um, mostly today corn and soy. Right. But I was going to say and, my most miserable years were spent <laughs> in cornfields, surrounded by cornfields, so yes. Fair enough. <laughs> College is what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Illinois State, so it was yeah. just, I, I no. want to say it's corn. It right. is. Right? Corn yeah. and soy. Corn and soy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just everywhere. So that's, you know, getting into the um, central Illinois yeah. and the Illinois Valley, some of the most fertile land in the country. Um, and um, uh, essentially those prairies became farms with, mm -hmm. with um, white settlers in right. the mid 19th century. Right. right. Um, is, it, is, yeah. is the soil is the fertility the fertility comes from the fact that it was like swampy? Is that so? I'm not going to be able to give you a lot on the geology okay. uh, and ecology of um, those prairies, but I will tell you because um, that's not my area of yeah, expertise. Yeah. But I will tell you that the Illinois has one of the best watersheds mm. because mm. of the Great Lakes and because of the right. Um, aftermath sense. of yeah. the sort of ice age, and which is essentially the Great Lakes, right, right, right. Um, ten thousand right. some right. years ago, and the melting of the glaciers, and so we have a real treasure here, right? Twenty percent of the world's fresh water. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Wait, the Great Lakes is twenty percent of the world's fresh water? Yes. Yeah. You didn't know that? Man, look, I did not pay attention. Like, I should have been. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's why it's called the Great Lakes. I mean, oh, okay. Huge. <laughs> I wow. feel like that's why when people talk about how, oh, sure, you have beaches in Chicago, they don't understand that Lake Michigan is like a lot. Just because it's a lake doesn't yeah. mean it's small. It just means it's fresh water. Right. That's it's very large. Man, I really should have paid attention a lot more. Like, learning now as an adult is way more fun than yeah, as right, a kid. Yeah, because you're actually interested in I'm, the things I, you're I'm very about. interested in yeah. this. We got to talk about this later, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, now keep on going. That was that's interesting. So um, the indigenous populations that lived here um, over thousands of years, right, uh, since the glacier receded and people came down from the north mm -hmm. and um, and started settling here. Now Chicago was not a very friendly place to settle in. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's think about it for a second. Summers, let's just start with that. Right. <laughs> Swampy yeah. place, hot, steamy, right. mosquitoes, yeah. the whole <laughs> thing, right? Um, and then um, winter, right? Right, just very um, harsh. Just harsh with the lake effect, yeah. weather that we get here. So people aren't really settling in mass right. along the southern tip of Lake Michigan, right? but they are when it comes especially to when they get pushed around because mm. of various conflicts, mm. especially when the Europeans start to conflict right. with each other, mm. 
or fur trade and all that, right. you know, right. Right. other other sort of yeah. right. um, issues of power. Um, so there's actually some of the groups that were here when Europeans arrived were refugees. Hmm. Some of the mm -hmm. first people who lived, well, some of the, more, the people who lived here when the Europeans arrived. The first people who lived here were prehistoric. Right, right. right. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of um, information in, in the book on, on that as well. But um, the people who lived here, they, they knew how to produce and, and um, store food over winter mm -hmm. in pits. They dug pits, mm -hmm. um, whether it was legumes or seeds or mm -hmm. other kinds of, um, and eventually corn. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so corn comes up from Central America right. to Illinois first around the beginning first century, 70 AD, around that time, wow. um, to Illinois, and eventually comes north. Right. Um, but there are other, other products that the indigenous population is creating. There's a whole span of different foods. Um, perhaps one of the most interesting ones that I was going to say we've lost touch with is from um, our forests that mm. we also had intermixed here. Um, in deciduous trees that produce nuts. Right. And so there was a whole nut industry, really? perhaps one of the biggest industries oh. across northern Illinois. Really? Not wow. so much along the coast of uh, Lake Michigan, but yeah. uh, and to some degree, yes, but especially up as you farther, go farther north um, in current Illinois and southern Wisconsin. Oh, wow, that's they're, they're all the, you know, major, you know, like, not only just acorns and from oak, and, but hazelnuts and other types of nuts. Yeah. Wow. So I, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask what isn't as prevalent and now yeah, as it yeah. was. You know what I mean? And I had no clue. I think that's the first time we've heard, you know, nuts like a being. Nut in the yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Well, the indigenous populations across mainly northern and central Illinois, um, southern Wisconsin, currently, you know, yeah. today what we would call that, it, they weren't they didn't exist as states right. yeah, during right. that time, but. The, there was whole nut production industries. Wow. Um, they actually had a type of nut meat that <laughs> is spoken about in the archaeological literature. I'm sure they didn't call it meat, right, but, right. but it was a type of protein that was stored and packed for distribution wow. and, um, you know, especially uh, during the winter months. Wow. It's really important. OG for, vegan food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. OG vegan right. food, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. You might think about it that way. <laughs> It became very clear that removing the prairies and cultivating grains was going to be lucrative. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, let's see, I think um, one, of, one of the things I was going to mention was that, um, just a fact, just kind of give you a sense, it, just in the 1830s, in 1838, the first shipment of grains of wheat went out of Chicago, and it was 3,670 3, bushels wow. out of the port of Chicago, right? Wow. And the next year, it went from 3,670 to 628,000 so bushels. What do you mean double? No, more. Yeah, and so... 600, it's almost a million. So by, by mid-century, it was two million. Jesus. Wow. Um, and so Chicago was well on its way to becoming this place for centralizing grains from across the prairies in the wow. Midwest. 
especially to the west. That's crazy. Um, across Illinois, across Iowa, yeah. and, and so forth. Um, and, um, and, and so one of the key figures in that process was the first mayor of Chicago, mm. William Ogden. Mm -hmm. All right, that was really cool. Um, yeah, buddy. He is... He's he's just he is so I feel like we could have talked to him for like another three hours. Yeah, I mean some of some of that information. Now, granted, you only heard ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, you only heard ten minutes. There will be the full. I uh, I think it's what 40, 40, 40, 40 minutes, minutes, forty minutes uh, conversation that we had in length. Yeah. Um. Uh. That will be on our YouTube. So check yeah. us out on YouTube. Uh, on Wednesday, if you listen to this on Monday, yeah. but uh, just check it out on YouTube, mm -hmm. and you'll see the full interview there. A lot of dope nuggets. It's he so, revealed even more. Like honestly, really, really, if you if you um, enjoyed this kind of conversation, this kind of topic, go listen to it because it's really just wonderful and was dope. So, I mean, we really were like, "Yo, how do we how do we tell Chicago's food history yeah. the way we want to do it?" Right. And like we were sitting talking to him, and I remember I was just I looked over Joe. I was like. This is our start right yeah. here. This is this, this is, is how we start. One, yeah. yeah, this is part, it's got to be a part one. I right. mean, like, yeah, there's no way we could just sum it up like that and leave it at that because there's, yeah. you know, so many different cultures and the people we could talk to that can kind of tell you, right? Man, this is a wormhole. Yeah, we ready to go down. We ready. And and one of the things that we talked about is um, how a lot of like a lot of food in Chicago started. Um, because of immigrants, because immigrants came and, and they, they introduced a lot of new foods to Chicago. Uh, we spoke to Monica, who you'll hear about in a little bit. But uh, the neighborhood that we chose to eat in today was Al Albany Park. Albany Park. And we ate at the uh, most diverse zip code in the United States. Or one of the most diverse, right? 60625, one of the most diverse zip uh, codes. Zip codes. Uh, the interesting thing about this mm -hmm. is that most of the population in the zip code are foreign born. Mm, foreign born. <laughs> anybody? <laughs> anybody? If you're an OG listener, you yeah, probably remember Dario saying foreign you get, born. You get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, there's 40 languages spoken in this uh, zip code. That is wild. Out of, out of control. Like, yeah. it just shows you the, the power of, yeah. you know what I mean, like, the diversity in that yeah. in that community, one hundred percent, and yeah. I, and it's it's they embody it like they want yes. you to know that it's diverse. Every all of the um, you know how like the the usually like the chamber or like the local organizations in the in the area will put up signs um, to kind of like beautify the area or whatever. Yeah. It usually says like the name of the community area and then something next to it. And Albany Park is. It's it's referencing how global it is in Albany Park, and a lot of community areas will say that you can eat around the world in Chicago, and, and this is one where you can knock off a lot of countries. You can really do that. You so, can really do that. Um, so what we're gonna do uh, is we're not gonna go to break just yet because we got mm -hmm. two food restaurants, three really three. that we will well, talk about. Really four. Yeah, really Honestly. four. But yeah. we'll, we'll do we'll do one right now and yeah. then go to break. Yeah. First place we went to yes, uh, was, was Dulce, Dulce de Leche. Dulce de Leche Cafe. Um, and it is so cute. I honestly didn't know what to expect. I had looked up um, kind of, we wanted to hit a couple different, uh, you know, food foods in the city, so in the neighborhood. So we started off with coffee. We really, our intention was to go in there and just get a coffee and maybe something baked. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as we walked in, they were like, if you're going to take pictures, Please sit down because it just looks so and, much more beautiful. Hey, that's the first time we got that. <laughs> yeah. People say, oh, you taking pictures? Please sit, Please down, sit down to make them look better. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> honestly, I'm so glad we did. Yes. I mean, like the presentation 
beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And the story is even better. You know what I mean? Like with, with that whole, it basically right. is a family run. Yeah. Brothers mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that run it with their wives and, mm-hmm. si- and, and kids and children, you know, yeah. children. You know what I mean? Like, and they all banded together. Mm-hmm. The owner, Fernando, mm-hmm. I, I think, Fernando, I think he's the one that said, we all were, we were workers before right. the pandemic. And yeah. now, now we are the business. Yeah, they literally is, opened two weeks before yeah. the shutdown. He was telling us that, you know, like they, it was going well, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they opened up business, they were happy. And then two weeks later, pandemic just, <laughs> oh my, I, I know yeah. that's got to be gut-wrenching. You I know what I mean? Like, I can't but even imagine. the cool thing is, is how they kind of show resolve. Yeah. Right. They, they, you know, he was telling us that uh, they pivoted, right? They right. figured out ways to get food to the people. Yep. They figured out how to, you know, they how did to. did the deliveries th- themselves. They did the deliveries themselves. So they did whatever they had to do to yeah. survive. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm so glad they did. Yeah. Because. The food is immaculate. Yeah, it really is. And it, the concept is that they combined three of their favorite things. So coffee is his wife's favorite. So they have dark matter coffee served at their place. Um, they like crepes, crepes, whatever you want to call them. Crep. Uh, <laughs> so they serve savory and sweet, which is wonderful because yeah. if you like either or. And they serve Mexican uh, Mexican uh, breakfast food and like lunch items like sandwiches and stuff like that. So yeah. it's not it's not a ginormous. Well, it's not a ginormous menu, but it's large enough that uh, anyone can get something that they like there. Um, and let's talk about what we ate. Yeah. We started uh, off with two coffees. The cool thing is, first, first, I do want to say that the only thing we picked out on this menu was the coffee. Was the, was the coffees. Yeah. Uh, and we had, uh, I had the Nutella, the t- Nutella, Nutella latte. latte. Um, and let me tell you. Fantastic. Like, smooth. We, we chugged dark coffee. We did. I mean, he, he dropped it off to us, and then he came and said, hey, um, he, when he came back, like, maybe two minutes later, he was like, how's the coffee? I was like, this shit gone. is gone, man. Like, what you mean? Like, how is, yeah. what you mean how the coffee? It's good. It's great. You yeah. know it. I, I had, mean. Uh, I had the lavender coffee. That was good. Which, uh, if you don't like floral, I would not recommend, because it is, yeah. it is floral. Yeah. Uh, it's sweet i got it with we both had ours with oat milk it was delicious yeah gotta have the oat milk I mean, it's, you know, be. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it'd be rough <laughs> um they were they were both very good both were very good yeah i mean yeah. like that was i mean there was a chillier day not yeah. too chilly but it was chilly it was enough chilly. right mm-hmm. um and us walking up and down uh the, the street lawrence. <laughs> lawrence like for pretty much the whole morning yeah was that was perfect, right? Yeah, that was, was a perfect so start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then after that, he asked us what do we want? Well, we ha- we first had the croissant. Right. right. Oh yeah, the yeah. Nutella did, croissant. did we order that? Uh I did. Yes. Okay, you ordered I ordered that. the okay. Nutella croissant. Uh and it was perfect. It was flaky, it had enough uh filling in it. It was really good. Yeah. I, yeah. That was fin- that was that was good. Dip it in the coffee. Mm-hmm. Life hack. Mm-hmm. That ain't no life hack. Y'all been doing this. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, y'all been doing this. I'm brand new to this shit. But I dipped in the coffee. The chocolate was fantastic. It was so the, good. I mean, it was. And a little bit of the flakes that fell inside of it gave it a little yeah. bit of a weird crunch. It, yeah. I liked it. It was, yeah. it was. it was. It was my own little concoction. All right. Let's talk about the uh, star of the show. Yeah, the stars of the show. Let me tell you. Because we. That was when we said, hey. Surprise deal, us. Dealer's choice. Yeah. You pick. And you pick. I'm sure he was like, the, that waiter was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, like what, what do yeah. I do? So he went and uh, he, he brought us back the. Um, two things. The two things. We the, got the. Um, 
uh, oh shit, what is it called? <laughs> I want to yeah, say French it. toast, but it's not French it's toast. It's not French toast. It's um, bread it's pudding. Bread pudding. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. There, it's the dulce de leche bread pudding. Bread pudding. And it's it's like a brioche toast, mm-hmm. almost. It's like a thick cut, cut toast uh, covered with uh, dulce de leche, ice cream. Strawberries. Uh, there's strawberries, bananas. There's whipped cream on the side. Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. Y'all, <laughs> we thought we said we're not gonna eat all yeah. of it because we're about to make three yeah. stops. We'll just eat a little bit. Yeah. We destroyed that. These, plate. when I say destroyed, destroyed, yeah. like fucked it up. If you I may. fucked it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Royally fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ooh, that first so of all, good. here's check this out. So let me set this tone for you, right? <laughs> the ice cream, little ice, mm-hmm. couple scoops, one scoop, one, one big scoop. Okay, on top yep. of the bread in in, in the pudding, mm-hmm. right? But when you cut down the pudding, the pudding mm. had a slight little crisp to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm telling you, that's why I felt like French toast. Yes, right. You know what I mean? It, you know, it felt like that. But it's not pudding in the no. sense that it comes in like a bowl. Well, you know right, what I mean? It's, right. it's, it's, it looks like a it's piece bread of French pudding. toast. It looked like bread. It's br- like, yes, French toast, but it's bread pudding. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, y'all. So good. Hey, look, if y'all do say De Leche Cafe, if y'all listening, Cafecito. Y'all listening to this one? Y'all got here. Yeah, this that's for you. The one. That, yeah. That's for you. Yeah, that's for you. It was amazing. <laughs> that's y'all, ooh, y'all yeah. went crazy. And then the second thing they brought over, which mm. is my favorite breakfast dish of all time, mm-hmm. is uh, one of their most popular dishes. Is the chilaquiles? Yeah. Oh, the chilaquiles. If you've never had chilaquiles, it is a salsa <laughs> and tortilla chips, and then an egg, usually over medium, over easy. You know, sunny side scramble up. for those that like it. No, nobody gets a scramble, <laughs> and then <Okay. laughs> and then beans. You you know nobody gets a scramble. No, but yeah, because he brought out a Dar- Darius, and, and then uh, we had it with carnitas. But Dario said uh, we'll take the egg scramble, and I was like, I I don't want to eat a scrambled egg. And the guy was like, I could not bring, I could not scramble the egg and put it on the plate. But I brought you a side of scrambled eggs, man. You need to grow up. I don't need, need to, to grow do. up. You need to grow <laughs> the fuck up is what you need to do. Anyway, uh, it was great. It, it was, was great. It was literally one of the best mm-hmm. chilaquiles I've mm-hmm. had in a very long time. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was topped with radishes, uh, avocado, cilantro, onion. Um, the carnitas were insane. I, I know somebody going to come for me by saying this, but like, I know you know it's good for me. When I eat the beans. Yeah. Like the beans had to be mixed with yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, so good. Oh my goodness. Like. Yeah, that plate was amazing. It was really, really good. The flavors were so good. It was kind of like, you you know when, when certain salsas you can taste the, um, like how the, the, the vegetables were cooked before you make, yeah. you make, you blend the salsa. Yeah. It, it was it was really really good. The yeah. tortilla chips were not too soggy. Obviously, part of them they get soggy pretty quickly because right. they're sitting in a lot of salsa. But um, they were crunchy. The eggs were cooked perfectly the way I like. You know, for my well, preference, scrambled eggs it was, was good too. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about scrambled eggs. Come on, scrambled eggs. Childish community. ass. This is me and the scrambled egg community. We it's, out here. It's you and like three seven year olds. That's and? it. <laughs> and and. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it was good, y'all. It was, yeah, it was that, great. And that was the start of our day. That was the start of our day. That's how we started the day. Like, yeah. I mean, from there, it was only up. Yeah. You know I mean? It was only up. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to come, we're going to go to break. Uh, and then we're going to come back. I know it's a little bit different for y'all. Like, uh, I know. Because this, this is different. This is a different pot. This is a different type. So yeah. uh, who knows if we do food like this again? <laughs> this is so much food. Anyway, uh, we will be right back after 
the break. Yeah, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, we are back with our second portion uh, of, I don't know, it's not even the food portion, the yeah, second right. half of the episode. Welcome yeah. back. Thanks yeah. for sticking around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so the second stop that we had was a Korean bakery. Yeah. And I feel bad pronouncing uh, words that I don't know how to pronounce, but it's okay. People mispronounce my name all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's Nakwon Korean Bakery. Mm. And it is uh, also on Lawrence, 3746 West Lawrence. They, um, I've never been to a Korean bakery before. Mm. So I walked in and I really did not know what to order. We also did get there like 15 minutes before or 20 minutes before they closed. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure if like what they had was because like the limited amount of stuff they had was because it was at the end of their their day or you know maybe uh that's just what they what they offer right uh but we got two things that were so it seemed like everything most of what they make is um rice based Mm -hmm. right it's like rice based i mean that's an understatement like everything is rice like they had like the the rice as it comes of rice bags like (laughs) like big bags of rice oh my god yeah it was it was a sight to see. I know it was it was a lot of rice yeah. rice bags. Uh, but the two things that we ordered, which one of them I already knew that I was gonna like because it's very similar in texture and flavor to like a mochi ball, but instead of having ice cream inside, it has uh, red bean paste, which I also love. So it's it's literally like a rice the rice ball. Uh, the, you know you make dough out of rice, and then I don't know what the pro- actually I don't know what the process is. Maybe I'm just making this up. <laughs> but you sound um, you sound real believable. Yeah. Too. You was like nah, nah. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want somebody's gonna be like actually, um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, All right, I'll wrong again. <laughs> um, but it is it's you know like a ball of rice dough and then uh, red bean paste inside, which is really delicious. I love that kind of dessert because it's not too sweet and it's not too overpowering and Red bean paste is so underrated, uh, and I, I mean, I just love it personally. It, it was, it was good. It it took me for a loop because, like, it look it does look like the mochi ball, yeah. But it took me for a loop when you pull it. It's a, it's a little tough. It's, you know what I mean, I mean tough. yeah, it's uh, the the rice the rice itself, like that dough, is not. It's chewy. Yeah, you know it's I mean? very chewy. Yeah, it's chewy, and but those beans, are made. But the beans taste good. Yeah, it's beans, literally. It's, yeah. I love that. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so that's that's what we had. We had one more thing that was literally just the rice, um, the rice dough, and it's like it almost looks like a cheese, like a cheese stick, like a mozzarella yeah. cheese stick. Yep. Not breaded and fried. Right. But it, like, it looked like a mozzarella yeah, cheese yeah. stick, though. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how, that's what I thought it was. I yeah. mean, some t- I thought it was some kind of cheese. I yeah. not stupid thinking it's mozzarella cheese in the korean no. you know but but i i thought it was cheese no I, I i know what you mean uh but yeah it's it's not it's not sweetened so it's like a perfect little snack that is not that's not necessarily running sweet. running so, gun yeah. you know yeah. hey uh so that was our second place and um i, th- I think leading to our, ne- our next conversation is um a lot of the 
locations in Albany Park are uh, small businesses, mm-hmm. are owned by families. And so you really do see, like we talked a little bit earlier about how the uh, Dulce de Leche Cafe was able to like pivot in the middle of the pandemic. And that is like such an important part of existing as a small business and not a corporate or belonging to a restaurant group is you're able to make those little changes. If someone likes something about what you make and they prefer it, does it be done differently? You could change your menu. You know right. what I mean? And so, um, and we see that a lot all over the city all and, over, and all of the, um, Literally anywhere that is a small business or a small, you know, family owned restaurant, you see it all over the city. But we specifically talked to Monica about we talked about her new book. That is we're so excited for it to come out, buddy. Um, And she's going to talk about it in a little bit. And then we also talked about um, one example of one chapter in her book, which talks about Home of the Hoagie, which you guys know, if you've listened to that episode, we love Home of the Hoagie. And it was absolutely delicious. So let's. Listen to that conversation. Let's get it. My name is Monica Ang, and I am uh, the co-writer at Axios Chicago. Um, before that, I was a longtime food writer and recorder at the WBZ, Chicago Tribune, Chicago Sun-Times. Well, and I'm also the co-author of Made in Chicago, uh, 30 Delicious Hometown Bites. Yep. Stories behind that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out in March. Again, I better start remembering the name. Yeah, yeah, got, got to plug it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one of the places that you are talking about is the place that we went to today, which is Home of the Hoagie. We've been to Home of the Hoagie before for one of our episodes, so if you've listened to it before, um, we've been there. But you taught us a lot that we didn't know. Like, we went mm-hmm. in and we got the food because people were like, this is the best hoagie in the city. Yeah. And then... Um, I can definitely vouch for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then today, we went in because... You, okay, first of all, this sandwich, I don't even know. I've talked so much shit about Italian beef. <laughs> Because I was like, who wants soggy meat? But I yeah. literally... This is not really... It's not an Italian Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's but, it. This goes by three different names. Okay. Um, it was called the Supreme Steak when it was first invented. It's um, sometimes called the Steak Supreme. Sometimes it's called the Sweet Steak or Steak Sweet. Or at Home of the Hoagie, just the Steak Sandwich. Uh, meal on a bun. So... Meal on a bun. Yeah, and everybody knows about it. I mean, you go in there... It's uh, a packed line. <laughs> it's, a, it's a packed house. You open, open, it's fine. Yeah, you got there before we did. It was we were like, oh, we're gonna be on time. Two minutes, not bad. You know? Time that I've been there at ten thirty, and there's already a line. It doesn't open till eleven. Doesn't open. That people line up at ten thirty. Nick, we haven't. Yeah. We came later. It wasn't. It was open already. Eleven Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Why'd you pick it? Why'd you pick it? Because I mean, I think you can argue that um, the steak sandwich is the most Chicago sandwich in the city. And that's because it incorporates elements of sandwiches that you really only see in Chicago. So it's got um, it's got a, a seamed bun, a la the hot dog. Yep, hot dog. It's got two slices of tomato and sweet, bright green pickle relish, yep. a la the hot dog. Mm-hmm. It's got hot and sweet peppers with jardinera, just like an Italian beef. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. It's got... <laughs> Grilled onions and American cheese like a big baby. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's also got meat that is chopped ribeye, which is similar to the Italian beef. Oh, and sorry, mild sauce, another right. super Chicago thing. And they're all in one bun. You don't have anything else that brings together all those uh, very, very Chicago aspects on one sandwich. And honestly, like, so when we talk about the history of Chicago food, we kind of you briefly touched on like how important it is because this encompasses everything we, you know, 
we as Chicagoans, we love to eat. When you talk about Chicago food, where where are we at in Chicago's food history? Because we talk briefly, uh, you know, standing in line. How important is Chicago food history? Briefly, it was like an hour long. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Chicago food history is really important. And, you know, you, you see it on the plate and you start the book by saying, it simmered into every single dish. There are a hundred stories if you sniff hard enough or if you dig hard enough. And there are, you know, we love it. We eat it, we stick it in our mouth. But boy, there's a lot of great history behind it. And I think it makes the dish more interesting to eat. And I think it tells you a lot about the waves of immigration, German, Jewish, Greek, African-American. And today, a lot of the, um, the fast food innovations are being done by Egyptian, Palestinian, and Pakistani, and Jordanian restaurant owners on the south side. It's really cool because like Chicago is almost going through another phase of creation, you know, because like a lot of German Jews, blacks, you know, Mexicans and, and Latin, they were kind of like the four forefathers, so to say, of Chicago food. But now, you know, you talk about Egyptians, Palestinians, that's not something you hear in Chicago. Yeah, you, don't, you don't know that like those babas that you see are often, or a lot of the sub place, super sub, yeah. or stony sub. Uh, a lot of uh, Palestinian, Pakistani, yeah. and they're very distinct foods. And and we kind of we we do this obviously food history podcast. But you know, recently one of these ridiculous articles basically said Chicago was a, a flyover city when it came to food, and that's what prompted us to kind of dive into. All right, let's let's kind of set the yeah. record straight. Chicago food is here to stay. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do you have on the high end? I mean, on the high end, obviously, you've got, you know, Oriole, you've got Alinea, you've got right. Ever, Next, and, and there's so much innovation going on there. But then on the, you know, sort of more uh, pedestrian, everyday person, um, and you've got incredible foods that people are just discovering, of course, because of their Italian beef now. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, that's like, so that, crazy. That's like one of the top three things that you know about Chicago. Exactly. Well, I remember my, my ex-husband, he's from New York, and he's Italian. And he sees this thing called Italian food. He's like, what? What is this? <laughs> it's an Italian food? What are you talking about? Yeah. He's so offended. Nothing about it is Italian. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think Chicago is so important. And, you know, a lot of what we have has to do with our stockyard past. There was a lot of beef here. There were a lot of beef um, byproducts here. And, and, and people needed to know what to do with them. And I, I was going to say, there's it's a... Uh, it's really like what used to be the industrial parts of the city that have, I feel like, the most creative foods because, like we talked, you know, different groups were almost forced to use the scraps of what was left over to create these like delicious dishes. And then it ends up being like rib tips. Yes, you know, what I mean? like ribs. Can you imagine yeah. not having rib tips? Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that as, as to how important is that to like the history of food in Chicago is. Right. So, and so I say that a lot of the things that were invented, we invented because we, we had the stuff around. We wanted to use what um, what was available to us and what was cheap. So you had rib tips, you know, you want, everybody wants this beautiful square rack of ribs. Well, you know, that's not how ribs are. Right. There are these tips, these gnarly bits that you cut off. They used to be just served to the cooks. And then Miles Lemon was like, yeah, let's try serving these to the people. And they're like the most delicious bread. Yeah. Um, and then you have chicken wings, you know, gumbong chicken wings in Korean, ethnically Chinese Korean restaurants that have just gone all over the nation. That didn't start as wings until in Chicago, 
one of the restaurateurs in the early 80s was like, I'm starting away these wings. They're, they're selling for like $2 a pound. Let's just make this dish with wings. And suddenly it took off. Now wings are the most expensive kind right. when you go with pound for pound. Um, the Italian beef and at weddings, at, at Italian weddings, you didn't have enough money to serve everybody food. If you shaved it really, really thin, get in a lot of juice, and then put it in like bread, and the bread didn't even have to be super fresh because you're soaking it with stuff. That can, you can make that go a long way. Yeah. We actually talked to, um, we talked to uh, Chris. From Alice, yeah. 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 Talked to him, he told us how it started. You all can check out the link right there. But uh, it, it's, it's really cool. You talk about how many things Chicago started. And, and we know out of history, I mean, out of, out of necessity is kind of how they started. But we come up with some really cool things. Italian beef being one of them, this hoagie sandwich being one of those. We talk, we got the hiberito, um, that is something that is from Chicago. And, uh, you know, how we kind of fashioned the Euro, you know? So there's, there's so many different things when it comes to like the history of Chicago food for us to be not a flyover, <laughs> you know? What do you, what do you, what else have we created, have we started? The pizza puff. A lot of people mm -hmm. think the pizza puff was, oh, that's just in someone's freezer. No, that was so, so with um, Jewish and Armenians I had the push carts with the hot dogs. And with hot dogs, you always have the corn roll tamale. Yeah. So there was a, a, an Armenian guy who um, had a, uh, who, who sold push cart equipment to people, yeah. and the guy, um, there was a guy who couldn't pay his bills, and he actually died. And, the, and so the, um, so the the widow gave him their tamale recipe. Wow! Tamales. The family had something called El Taco, um, the Illinois Tamale Company, and the family was, you know, delivering tamales to hot dog stands all over the city. And the hot dog stands were like, these pizzerias are killing us. How can we find a way in hot dog stands to compete with pizzerias? So the, the tamale makers, who are Armenian, of course, um, said, oh, well, let's see what we can do. So they took a flour tortilla and some pizza ingredients. They wrapped it up. They said, a lot of our hot dog vendors have deep fryers. Let's see if we deep fry this. And what do you know, Pizza Puff was made. Wow. That's how a Pizza Puff Wow. That's, and that's why it's made by a company called Il Taco. Why is it called Il Taco? Illinois Tamale Company. They were originally they made those cornmeal tamales. Wow! It was like they're trying to solve a problem. What do we have around us? Um, oh, we've got a tortilla. We've got some cheese. We've got some sauce. Let's make this. That that is <laughs> this podcast wow. never. We always are amazed with stuff like I would have never guessed that story. That could have been a Jeopardy question. I would have been like, yeah. In the new right. book, yeah, uh, there you go. Chicago. There you yeah. go. Plug. I love it. That's, how, so in your book, you talk about a lot of these things. Obviously, you have a world of experience, years of decades of experience. There's more secrets and things like that. Yes, like how how Chicago. So Euros was in. So you could argue that Alexander the Great invented Euros. Yeah. But then when um, Turks moved to Greece, they started having these limited things like doner, which is in Turkey, and um, and shawarma. And then when they moved to Chicago in the 60s, a lot of Greeks. They started taking ground meat and like packing it and then trying to serve it as this thing that they had in, in, in Greece that was pork based. But they started taking meat, beef and lamb and just packing it on. And it sort of worked until this one guy said, well, why don't we like, you know, instead of having every restaurant try to make their own, um, their own 
Trump has to say in Spanish or their own spits, we'll make it for you. And this became all the biggest U.S. companies in the United States are right here in Chicago. A lot of them have emerged because they said, let's do it when we make it for you and we bring it to you. Wow. It, was, it was three different Greek families. One sort of perfected the, the electric artistry, one perfected kind of mass producing these things, no longer having to get a strong guy to stack each one, yeah. but basically making like a meat milkshake that you could pour wow. into this cone mold, cook it, and it's sort of pre-cooked, and you're no longer having to get like either whole muscle meats and stacking right. that or even ground. It just you pour the slurry in there and they cook it. Oh, that allowed euros to go everywhere. No longer did you have to have this skilled guy who could build these things in your kitchen. You could mass produce them. Uh, immigrants, they get you. That's right. Chicago built on it. Like, Chicago is literally built on immig immigrants, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. So, so I would say, where, where is the history of Chicago food going? It's a, that's a crazy question. Where do you see it? Well, yeah, right. Came future. Right. right. Where's the future? You know, it's interesting. We were just talking to a guy from Hamalhogi, and also the, the 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 father, Ed Perkins Sr., who invented this. His son is a vegan too, and so I think wow, a vegan made some of the best. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, you've been making these these beef sandwiches. He's like, yeah, you know, on a bet. Um, my friend said I couldn't be a vegan for a month when I was 14. A bet? Yeah. He said I couldn't do it for a month. And now he's 40 and he's still doing it. Wow. I think, I was gonna say, I, I really think we're moving towards a more sustainable uh, plant, plant, I don't wanna say plant-based, fully plant-based, but I think there's a lot of focus on plants being the main ingredient of a dish. And then other things being like, you know, you can have like bacon crumbs on it or something like that. But I think we're really moving towards more more, and that allows from that creativity because like how can you layer flavor with just vegetables mm -hmm. exactly i'll go find out mm -hmm. we'll figure out a way to do it yeah oh, so the, the the son was telling me he wanted to make it with walnuts and then here the, at homo hoagie they were doing it impossible which i guess is controversial inside our but <laughs> yeah right it's an option yeah right different different podcasts yeah, but Chicago's food history has been very meaty, and so maybe we're going to be moving toward more, um, more plant-based food, too. So, I have a feeling that we are. All right, well, well my, uh, we're going to finish our food. Yeah, we're going to finish eating. Y'all go grab Monica's book when it comes out. One more time. When does the book come out? It's out March 21st. New, new by Press. It's called um, Made in Chicago. And I believe it's S23UIP for 30% off when you buy it oh, wow. Okay. Wow. We'll include all of that in the description yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're we'll watching on YouTube or in our uh, podcast. Secret code on there. Okay. The autograph. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want the autograph. <laughs> all right. Hey. What did you think? Well, you were there. So yeah, I was there. You I know, know but, you <laughs> but, you know, kind of dialogue with people, if, if you listen to yeah. it uh, all the way. I think this is going to be, not I think, I know this is going to be dope because just to hear all the different stories about how things I know. got started. I know. The Pizza Puff getting started here right. in Chicago like that. You know what I mean? Like the the what? Like I know. But not even buying like, you know, an Italian. You right. know what I mean? Like or or, you know, I'm sorry, that, that stuff is in the hood. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so like not even nothing like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to me, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh home of the hoagie, he was vegan. 
come on, man. Like, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> this is, like so, I, also, I, it's just amazing. Monica herself is has so much knowledge about food, mm-hmm. especially food in Chicago. She's been doing it for quite some time and she is one of the best honestly yeah. like uh, she she actually has her own podcast with uh louisa who who is the food critic for the chicago tribune they have their own podcast called chewing yep um louisa chew and monica Eng. there you, you know. go <laughs> yeah. that's for you monica <laughs> <laughs> so check out their podcast uh it's you have literally 10 years worth of episodes they've been doing it forever mm-hmm. and it's such a good listen i absolutely love it she said it Got a book coming out on yes. the 21st, uh, the 2021st, I can't remember, but um, got a book coming out. Yeah. Y'all, go check it out. We yeah. will also be at the release, which is uh, which is going to be a fun, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't want to give a location, I don't right. know, but, um, but, but yeah, it's going to be fun to mm-hmm. be there, like kind of hear, you know, see the book in action, yeah. you know, like, and it's 30 stories like that. She told, well, what, right. three right there? Right. She, they got, there's 27 more mm-hmm. that her and her partner, uh, wrote about you know that started here right. in chicago yeah. that's that's man look yeah. y'all and also you know i mean i know we didn't plug uh the the other book um howard's, uh, howard's book you can go get that that's uh called the uh chicago a food biography which of course diving deep into the history of yeah. the of the indigenous kind of food and like right the they the immigrants you know like Brought over what they brought over, and then you know the people that were here. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, such an important conversation. Such an important please, conversation. Yeah, please go listen to the full conversation with Howard. It's really, really great. Yeah, maybe I'll convince Dario to release it as a secondary episode later this week. We'll see. But otherwise, go to YouTube. Hey, hey. Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of editing. <laughs> um, but now the now the main course. Now the main course, our final meal for the day. We went to Kababi or. However, you want to pronounce kebabi. it, but that's literally how it's pronounced. Kebabi. Kebabi. Yeah. It's, it means my kebab in Arabic, but this is Persian, oh. so I don't know what it means in Persian. Oh, um, but it is a Persian and Mediterranean restaurant. It is super popular. Um, it is one of my favorites. Our good friend Jordan um, and uh, yeah, well, our good fr- well Jordan took me there for okay. the first time. We went on a little hike, and then uh, she was like, "Let's go get lunch." And so we went there. And life changing, life changing. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's it's so. So you walk into the place, you order at the counter, and then you take your number and you sit down, and they bring you the food. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. It's very chill, very relaxed, super casual. Um, like I said, we went after our hike, so you know we were musty dusty. So and the menu is large, yes. But I would say a lot of those items are repeated. I was, I was just going to say that, yeah, with different variations, like different variations. slices and right. the kebab and yeah. just the standard meat, and, you exactly. know, family size, exactly. You know, so yeah, so. It might seem intimidating, but if you look at the menu closely, you realize it's a lot of lamb, beef, chicken, repeated in different ways. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and so, let's talk about what we ordered. So, first off, we got, I got, we got kebabs. We got, I got. Well, we got the vegetarian uh, oh, yeah, sampler. Because right. I'm ready to talk about this. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Yeah. We got the vegetarian sampler as an appetizer with, comes with two pieces of falafel, hummus, uh, baba ganoush. Or mtabal, it's really what it's called, and um, uh, almost like a tzatziki uh, sauce, like a uh, dip, mm-hmm. but it's cucumber and yogurt. And listen, this this salad is all over the Mediterranean. So there's different variations to it. Persians put dill in everything, so yeah. this one had dill in it, and then um, a, a simple like cucumber tomato salad. Mm. 
Um, Good. I and mean, you know what? You know, it's, and, and you know, like, I've never been a big fan of that salad. You, know, you mean just, vegetables? Vegetables. You're not a big fan of vegetables. <laughs> just say what it is. Say what you're about to say. <laughs> you say you like scrambled eggs and meat. That's it. <laughs> Simple man. <laughs> hey, look. I like. <laughs> I like Caesar salad. <laughs> you like Caesar salad. Just because of the sauce. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I want people to, to, I wish people were there the day you found out that Caesar dressing has anchovies in it. Man, there. look, I almost boycotted. But, but you know, I love the taste. I mm, love the taste. The I umami, baby. You know, I'm not going to be hated. But what I was going to say is like, it's just like, it's not. I feel like it's a waste of stomach space. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're, what you're thinking. No, it's good. But like, you know, I get. Pass, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but uh, you got a basic ass palate. That's why. <laughs> My palate is grown. I know it has. over a hundred and what four? It episodes. for sure has. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's grown. Um, but uh, look, I'm about to fast forward. That was all good. That was good. The hummus <laughs> was good. All that was good. Um, but y'all check this out. If you have, if you've never had a kebab, a Mediterranean style, you know, kebab, all that kind of stuff, man. Look, let me tell you. Typically beef. Lamb, you know, is, is yeah. considered the beef. You know what I mean? No. Okay. Lamb is lamb. <laughs> beef is cow. Beef is cow. Okay. That's lamb the, that's, is a baby goat. Baby. No, baby sheep. That's very true. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> there's beef, there's lamb, there's uh-huh. chicken, yep. right? Uh, I have never had filet mignon. Shish kebab. Shish kebab. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what part of the meat that I've been eating, but I know it wouldn't. I don't. Well, and and they ask you how do you want it cooked? Yeah, medium. So you ordered medium? Yes. Um, Y'all fi- finally. I, what you mean finally? <laughs> oh no! What you mean? What you mean? I, I always get medium. Uh, always. Always. What always? You, oh, you see, you now you're just trying to. You you, all, you always want to say medium well? No. Mm. I, no, not on steak. You tweaking. You tweaking. Y'all don't listen to that. She tweaking. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she tweaking. Um, you ain't never heard me say no, that medium no, well. No, no. Burgers, that's different. No, it's not. Yes, it is. A no, burger medium well. Anyway. <laughs> steak. I ain't never had no steak medium uh, well. Anyway. Um, actually, when Wait. I was a young dumbass kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Confession. You're like, if I I'm want a, it chewy. I mean, mm, <laughs> black. No, Leathery. <laughs> but... Y'all, this was so good is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like, like it was so different. You it know was. what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I never had it like that. Didn't know it was an option. Yeah. This shit was good. Yeah. Ooh. And the chicken, listen, the chicken never misses. Never well, misses. Yeah, don't need you say started. Mediterranean before chicken, you know it's not going to miss. Hey, look. Hey, look. That it, should probably marinated in yogurt man, with some turmeric on there. Oh, my God. If it was they so say Jordanian, any Middle Eastern Mediterranean chicken, just get it. Just yeah, get it. Just don't, order it. Don't even question. Order it. Hell, even the, the Lebanese. I would say Lebanese. Yep, the Indian chicken. It, it like it. Order it. Order it. Don't even like this is this is. There's a few sure things in life: mm-hmm. taxes, death, and this chicken from the middle middle uh, Middle East and Mediterranean. Those three things. Yeah, buddy. Is for sure. Yeah. These hands also for sure too. So like just. Wow. <laughs> just in case, I got it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. Man, like yeah. never miss, never miss, man. Look, never lost, never lost, never <laughs> lost. <laughs> um, it's it's not an inside joke, okay? Yeah, this right. Is, this is this guy who's who's dad, Lavar, Lavar oh, Ball. Yeah, right. he said he would he would uh, win against Michael Jordan. So, yeah, and he said he never, never lost. lost. So, that's <laughs> the joke. Now we say it all the time. Yeah, right. Um, 
But yeah, so the, when you order, so what Dario got, he got the lunch special, which was the filet mignon and chicken, and then it comes with your choice of rice. Uh, he ordered half uh, white plain ass rice, and then the <laughs> other half he got uh, the good rice, which is the dill rice, and it comes with um, large beans. Yep. Lima, lima, how do you, what do you call those in English? Is it lima beans? I think so, but it, but it also got like They're the like little, the large flat beans. Yes, and then it's got like some of the dill in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Dill. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then you, they, they sprinkle some uh, saffron rice on top just to give they you do. a little bit of luxury. That's what that is? Okay. That's, the, the orange? That was the unnecessary. Orange? Unnecessary. Uh, unnecessary? Unnecessary. Sir, saffron is more expensive than gold. And? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> shut this shit down because Why? we're about to get canceled. <laughs> Everybody about Mario to come just in. said no. saffron is not necessary. <laughs> Literally, shut it down because no one's gonna want to listen to hey, this. Man, you said no. Shut it down. Um, <laughs> it was like, look. In this sense, I I don't know um, what I was tasting. Like, <laughs> sure don't. Did, did, have I ever had saffron? Yes, you have. I've made saffron rice before. Have My mom has made saffron rice here. Damn. I mean, look. It, Maybe I don't rob us, but I do have saffron in the kitchen. Do we? Yes. Damn. Mom brought it from Jordan. Hey, look. Maybe I don't know what saffron tastes like. You sure don't. Do y'all know? Do y'all know what saffron tastes like? Y'all look. Y'all know y'all. They can't answer you. They're not. No, 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 no. Okay. You know how people become. People be coming in the comments. You know they be they be messing with us. us. Mm-hmm. They be messing with us. Talk be like he don't know what the hell saffron is. <laughs> I get, look. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a double down now. Now because I'm my back against the wall. I'm doubling the hell down. Wow. Y'all goddamn. No, please y'all, don't. Please yeah, don't. Don't do this. Y'all don't know, do this. Don't, don't do it. No, no, no. Look. No, don't, it's like saying I prefer grilled over fried chicken. No, no, do this. <laughs> no, no. I, I prefer chicken if that's that's my preference. Well. Just chicken. Uh, but like, hey, look, how many people could tell me what saffron tastes like right now? I mean, most people are, don't can't afford saffron. Okay, then. So when I say I don't know what's going on, yeah, but you said it was not necessary. It was because I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I was tasting the saffron and didn't know what the other rice was. It was black. You know what I'm saying? It was bland. That's the white ass rice you ordered. No, no, white bread. I know. Let's, let's move the hell on. <laughs> <laughs> this five minute argument. Yeah, yeah. Not, um. Anyway, and it's this. This is Guinness zero alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> zero alcohol, but also less also point four percent. But we also got the lamb kebabs, which if you go and you order the lamb kebab dinner. That shit is huge. It's not a regular kebab like you've experienced before. This is probably, I want to say, an 18-inch kebab. <laughs> and you get two of them. This bad boy was. <laughs> it was large. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, I, just to, I just want to pull up a picture real quick. <laughs> this, this bad boy. Yeah, this this is. Yeah, it's an 18. And it comes on like a big round plate. It's. I mean, it's. It's literally so good. It's. Yeah, it's, so, it's one of the best kebabs I've had in the city. The, the smokiness and the flavor oh, when you the cut flavor. into flavor. It's so juicy. Out of control. You know what I mean? Out of like control. the meat isn't dry. Yeah. It's just now. Now I want some. <laughs> you know. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, you and know. It's, everything it's, comes with a side of pita. You get pita on the side, and then they finish you off with the best little surprise. Yeah, what's that? Uh, they give you a cup of black oh, tea. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you get a cup of black tea, and um, you get dessert. Yes. Let me tell you about... Look, tea is tea, right? No, it's delicious. Okay, yeah, but it's tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, yeah. ain't okay. nothing to write okay. home about. Uh, but the, the churros that you got... Not churros. <laughs> I mean, they're churro-like. They yeah, you. You're right, you're right. It's hollow you know, fried dough dipped in syrup. That goddamn churro. It was a churro. <laughs> it was good. It's a good nightcap. So here's so now 
Do you know the TikTok trend where people, <laughs> people are like their ancestors are looking at them like, what are you doing? And they'd be like, oh, I'm ordering food on my phone. And the ancestor is like shocked. That's <laughs> how my ancestors are looking at me right now. He's like, he said, he said true. And you ain't going to check him. <laughs> I the, love him. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Check it out, y'all. And this is culturally uh, something that I learned, you know, being over in Jordan and uh, in Egypt. Right. Okay. Let us know what you, you know? learned. So when you and, and if you know this, disregard this part, you can skip 15 seconds. But uh, <laughs> no, please, no, please don't. I I didn't know that you sit down after you're done eating. They bring out the coffee, uh, the tea, mm-hmm. and then like the snack, and then y'all sit there and still commune. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like but it ain't meals, over. Meals are like a couple hours long. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. And like yeah. when we was in Jordan, we did that at Joe uh, family's house. Right. You know, everybody just sat down, had tea. It was like that was the thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and then. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and then here at the restaurant, you bring out some food, you bring out the tea, and y'all sit. And it's not like you get charged that. It's no. just they just bring that out. That's part of the, the, the culture and experience. Part of the meal. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's so dope, especially if you've never experienced Middle Eastern food, Mediterranean mm-hmm. food, you know what I mean, like stuff like that, and you and you don't know. You, yeah. you think you're done eating. Right. They're going to bring the stuff back out. And I, I, I do want to say this. Like, they so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so very nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. It just it just seems yeah. different than a typical restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was uh, just so dope. I just want you to know that the uh, dessert that you had <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, has saffron in it. Really? Mm-hmm. The, the thing that the I smelled? Yeah, it. boy, I was fucking them up. I was fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking them up. The flavor was great, didn't you? Yeah, that f- <laughs> 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 Man, this, this saffron looks like shredded cheese. I right, get out of here. What? It do. It <laughs> shredded cheese? What the hell is wrong with you? What, this what picture it, I'm looking see, at. What is it? What color is it? This picture I'm looking at look like it's yellow. You, it's. I mean, in what form are you looking at it? The rice form. The the form that you know. Yeah, let me send this picture over to your computer screen so you can see this. <laughs> <laughs> this is that. I, I don't know, y'all. Like, look. You sure don't. <laughs> I know I'm pissing somebody off today. Yeah, I mean, there's a chef out there so, besides so Sarah. Basically, what you do with saffron. And this is the best way to prepare rice with saffron, right? You take the saffron. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a mortar and pestle is? <laughs> Come on now. I just learned you know, what saffron little, is. The little thing that you grind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So you put it in that. Mm-hmm. You grind up the saffron. You add water to it. So it kind of like blooms, right? So The, the saffron. The saffron. Yeah. Not blooms like a flower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the shit. Oh. And the shit. All right. Well, okay. if you All like right. this episode, <laughs> I wrap it up. If you like this episode, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe don't, don't, uh, don't punish Howard and Monica. No, don't for do being that. on this podcast. Oh. Dario's just unhinged. No. If you did not like this episode, Please DM Dario at super underscore Dario underscore bro and let him know (laughs) that he is disrespectful as hell. I'm taking all hate mail this week. It's all good. (laughs) I love y'all regardless. Maybe we'll be here next week. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that. Please follow us on all social media at 77 Flavors Shy. And if you have any ideas and things you want to learn about, please email us at media at 77flavorsshy.com. Yeah, and if you could, also head on over to our YouTube channel, same thing, 77 Flavors Shy, and give us a follow, give us a like, and give us a good rating there. Make some comments. Only Go ahead and subscribe. Like we love y'all. See you next week. <laughs>